Hey everyone, welcome to the Armour Hurwitz podcast show. Today I'm honored to have Rosie Purr on the show. Rosie's a sales executive and a LinkedIn content expert. Her posts get massive exposure and she enjoys sharing LinkedIn tips with her audience. Rosie, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Amri. Really excited. So uh, feel free to tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and how, uh, how did you start dominating on LinkedIn? <laughs> That's a big question, dominating, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, a little bit about myself. I was born in Georgia, the country, not the state. I have to keep mentioning that. And we moved to Israel with my family when the Soviet Union collapsed, and both my parents started working in high tech. So since a young age, I was always surrounded by technology, a lot of cool projects, and also a lot of traveling. So being an only child, my, my poor parents had to drag me everywhere they went, otherwise I would make a scene. So I was you know, really lucky enough to, to travel a lot. And it kind of fueled my desire to learn more about different cultures, different languages as well. So I learned, I speak today seven languages that I also use at work. Yeah, big nerd, I see you nodding there. And yeah, just getting exposed to a lot of technology and that side, perhaps uh, from my parents, I was like, okay, I want to do something I had to do with that. It sounds exciting, but I just don't like anything that has to do with coding, you know, sitting down by a computer. I want to be able to communicate with people. So after I graduated um, from IDC Herzliya, I took a track of business studies. I uh, went straight into my first job, which was at Bezik International. Bezik is the largest telco company in Israel. And as, as I mentioned to you before, I was actually really underqualified for the job as I didn't have any legit work experience. But, you know, I came really prepared. I was really passionate. I was like, okay, I need to get this job. And it just worked, uh, thankfully. At Bezek, I worked in sales, mostly as an account manager or a partnerships manager, managing 45 partnerships uh, with Bezek's um, telco partners in Europe and Eastern Europe. And that was great. But then I realized I really want to do something that has to do more with hardcore sales. That's how I ended up at Live Person. Live Person, they, they were based in Ranana before they closed now the offices. LifePerson is an American company, pretty, pretty big, uh, that offers messaging and chatbot solutions. And there I served as an account executive. So I got to um, really learn from A to Z, everything that has to do with SaaS sales, like hardcore sales. Uh, and that was fascinating. I was managing the entire sales cycle, both for mid-market, which is the mid-range companies and very large deals that are complex, that take months and months on end, they're strategic. And I managed to reach a top 1% of sellers and the president's cloud, which was a really nice recognition. A lot of hard work, but a lot of uh, fun as well. And lastly, I worked at Site. Site uh, is an Israeli startup. Uh, they offer visual AI solutions, mostly for retailers and fashion companies. And, you know, when I heard about the opportunity to work in technology, in fashion and in sales, it was like, it was meant to be. And it was amazing. Top talent, a product that actually works really well, which in SaaS, you know, we, we shouldn't take it for granted. And 
that was phenomenal and, and I overachieved my targets there as well but then kind of find myself um, really thinking about some personal projects that I kept kind of you know uh, digging into in my mind and I decided to take a few months from that jungle of sales to dedicate to my personal project. One of them is content creation specifically for LinkedIn. Right, so I create a lot of videos. Some of them are more serious. Some of them are really silly and goofy. Um, and building a community, especially of salespeople, marketing people that tend to consume my content more, a community that is really engaged, thriving, fine, getting on Zoom calls with people and just widening my horizons. That is truly fascinating. Uh, and obviously through being in sales in the tech industry, you've been exposed to LinkedIn, I, I believe uh, a few years back. How do you compare LinkedIn to other social media platforms at this stage, especially for business? Yeah, it's a great question. So always been a heavy LinkedIn user because working in sales, you can always try to find a new way to connect to a potential customer. And I was always like lurking around. But I only started really sharing content a few months ago. I think it was around June. And what was extremely interesting for me about LinkedIn, as opposed to Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever it is, is that uh, the grounds are fertile. The grounds are fertile. So just to share with you a number, only 0.55% of users today on LinkedIn create content on a weekly basis, right? So there's not enough content to actually circulate among uh, 600 million users, right? So the grants are fertile. There's still this sort of, um, let's call it in the box thinking on LinkedIn where most people still share content that is quite on the boring side, right? Like company updates, product updates. So if you do something a little bit different, like funny video or I don't know, something a bit more personal, then suddenly, wow, you get the sort of organic reach, people start connecting with you. So I think there's a real opportunity in the next six to 12 months today on LinkedIn to, to stand out, to capitalize on the sort of organic reach and to capitalize on the very special user base that you have today. So the most senior, the most influential user base there is today in any social media network is on LinkedIn. Uh, around 10% of those 600 million people connected on LinkedIn are influencers within their organization so they can start projects they can fund projects they can decide hey i want you know to investigate this and this is not uh, data that we have access to on any other social media platform you think linkedin is going to get saturated like facebook did like instagram obviously did Probably, probably. So I remember a few months back, I had a few friends that started posting their photos on Instagram and nobody understood what they were doing. Like it was really new. Like, why are you posting photos of your food? And then they started getting this organic traction. They weren't paying to get that exposure, that attention. And it was a sort of golden era for Instagram. But then, you know, once more people joined in, there was more content, uh, it kind of went away. So today on Instagram, Facebook, another uh, more saturated, more mature social media platforms, you have to pay to play. Organic reach on Instagram and Facebook is like almost nothing these days. LinkedIn is exactly that point where Instagram was a few years back. So we have that opening now where suddenly this network is starting to come alive. 
especially post COVID, people are connecting, people are consuming more content, but it's not there yet. They're not enough content creators. So it's a window of opportunities. And I welcome anyone, um, you know, for whom it would make sense to, to join the party right now. Hmm. Do you think it is a good idea for companies to uh, make their employees post daily on LinkedIn as a strategy? Definitely, definitely. And I'll share with you a company that's called Gravy. I kept seeing content from different employees, whether it's the office manager, their CEO, their CMO, or their SDRs. I kept seeing their content. And I was like, you know, in my mind, I thought, oh my God, they must be huge. I see them everywhere organically. And then I looked them up and they are a startup of 46 people based in Georgia. Okay. So this sort of attention, the sort of reach you can get, the exposure just from enabling your employees to post, yes, on a daily basis on LinkedIn is crazy right now. Gong are doing this as well. They're actually enabling and uh, incentivizing their employees to post, whether you're a CEO, by the way, or uh, a junior SDR that just joined the company. They, they kind of give you the tools to, to go out there and not only help propel their business, but help propel your personal brand as well that will serve you for, for, for good. So I want to talk a little bit about that. So as an individual, how do you d differentiate um, your personal brand from the company's brand while making content? Because obviously some of the content is going to reflect on the company, which can lead to more revenue, more sales. And some content is more personal brand, more personal interest. So how would you advise people to differentiate the both? That's a great question. And I think we're in the midst of figuring out the balance on LinkedIn, meaning the balance between this fine, um, more entertaining content and insightful professional content. So before everything happened with COVID and LinkedIn was mostly a place to put your CV, and like look for a job, before that, you mostly saw very dry professional content. But today, this changed. A lot of people started sharing their personal stories, and it's becoming a little bit more like Facebook, but not entirely Facebook. There's going to be a sort of mesh between these two worlds. Now, what I would recommend for anyone starting to post, whether it's on behalf of a company or on behalf of themselves, is to have two types of uh, categories of content. The first one, is professional okay and by professional i don't mean by you know i don't refer to this dry our product is amazing oh my god you have to come and buy from us like shiny shiny advertising advertising just kills your content and your reach no i mean actual insights that i can't just google you know something that would really make my day as your potential customer easier something i should be aware of so if you're able to kind of keep posting valuable content like that, fresh content, that's great. So this will tie into what your company does, how it can help. This is the more professional side. However, in order to actually grow your community today, that's not enough. What you need to add into the mix is your spice. Who is Rosie? Who is Omri? What else do you bring to Who are you as a person? What sort of personality do you have? Vulnerability, okay? Not, don't only celebrate your wins, but actually celebrate times where you messed up. 
And there's one lady whose name is Sarah Brazier. You might have bumped into her posts. She's she was an SDR at Gong. Now she's an account executive, and she's doing it amazingly. Like she she has some posts where she tells about really mean emails she got back from like VP sales she was targeting, and it just makes you laugh. It leaves you with this warm, you know, fuzzy feeling inside. You just you connect to her authentically. So to sum up, professional insights, fresh, not Google insights, and something more unique, something more personalized. It could be emotional, like some people do, or it could be funny, like either or or together. I've seen uh, LinkedIn really help in brand exposure, brand awareness for so many companies, especially in the B2B space. Do you think this brand awareness actually leads to sales for most of those companies? That's a great question. Now, I must say that there are some companies that started tracking more their LinkedIn activity. So beforehand, we didn't actually have systems to properly track that. There are some analytics software that are starting to pop up, like Shield, for example. LinkedIn analytics, by the way, is extremely limited. You have nothing there of value. Um, however, I, I can share from my experience that just from the last few months of posting regularly, um, I managed to get my views of my profile to run six 1,200 views. Now, if I was actually selling products and I had a funnel that would perhaps optimize my profile, then I would imagine that some of those uh, views would be translated into sales. But I can share from my colleagues from the industry, from other content creators, that they are seeing great results, whether it's selling their courses, whether it's their staff products, uh, I mean, it's no different really than any other funnel. It's just a social funnel uh, that I think is even more disruptive because you can be a lot more targeted, you can get a lot more personalized, and you can build a community. You don't build a community, run emails. You build a community on social today. How was doing outreach back in the day where you were, um, you know, sales executive uh, for site and other companies? I guess some of your strategies was obviously doing outreach, maybe through LinkedIn. And if it was through LinkedIn, how, how was the conversion rates on those kind of stuff? Oh my goodness. So this is embarrassing, actually. <laughs> when I was prospecting on LinkedIn, I didn't get, I'd say, maybe proper training or I was kind of doing what everyone else was doing in the beginning. And I was really without any shame, I would connect with people and then immediately drop a high and, you know, word vomit everything around my products, like literally a whole paragraph. Now, looking back, this is shameful. Now, this may have been kind of acceptable um, a few years back, perhaps around two, three years back, and conversion rates uh, were higher than cold emailing. Yes, they were higher than cold emailing, um, However, today, the situation has changed a lot. Actually, I've heard that LinkedIn are even going to make it more difficult to cold pitch someone. They're going to be more blocking and filtering uh, options. So today, this is uh, socially unacceptable anymore on LinkedIn. It's, it's annoying. Um, and I think we should avoid that at any cost as salespeople, as whatever it is. Um, we should treat LinkedIn more of a social environment rather than 
cold calling or cold emailing kind of uh, settings? As LinkedIn right now is a heavy B2B platform, uh, when do you think B2C companies are going to start sneaking in? Okay, so uh, that's actually something that uh, we were planning on as well with uh, B2C brand that I'm working on. Um, it's picking up, it's picking up. Um, again, the grounds are extremely fertile there as well for B2C. And to share with you actually, I read a case study of LinkedIn uh, advertising by um, Mercedes-Benz. And what they did was extremely smart. So they targeted with their new fabulous S-Class uh, model, people who recently got a promotion, okay? And this is data that you don't get to get on Facebook or Instagram, whatever it is. So they targeted those, they sent them a personal email, then they started retargeting and seeing ads of this amazing S-Class in their feeds and the results were fantastic. I think it was three times the, the, the conversion rate they usually get through uh, social media advertising. So it's starting to pick up. Um, I think because we have those uh, specific data points that are very hard to come by on other social media platforms, more B2C brands are gonna join in, uh, especially luxury brands, by the way, especially luxury brands. And just to keep in mind, the LinkedIn user base today is the most I don't want to call it educated, but officially educated, more influential, and they have you know more money to spare usually than the average uh, user, let's say on TikTok, that tends to be younger or Instagram. You know, one of my clients, as I told you before our talk, was actually a B two B jewelry company. You talked about uh, luxury brands, and we saw how LinkedIn organic, not even LinkedIn ads, only LinkedIn organic, has brought in um uh has brought in leads to the sales team so i totally take you on with that um getting back to linkedin organic and content and all this good stuff that you're very very well known for what are your three main tips for someone who wants to start building his brand on linkedin okay three main tips to to build their brand so the first one i'd say um is define your content niche. So it could be tempting to pour everything you know about everything, whether it's professional, personal, into LinkedIn. I'd recommend against that. I would actually recommend to pick a few main niches, two or three, and then dig deep into that. Don't be afraid to repeat yourself along the way because that's how you build familiarity. So your followers are gonna start expecting your content and this will build more of a connection. So that's one thing, the, the sort of micro niching into specific content. The second one, consistency. There's no way around that. You know, I've had a few people, I had a few friends that told me, hey Rosie, I, I tried posting, but nothing's happening. Like, what's up? Everyone hates me. Like, mm -hmm. okay, so how long have you been posting for? Oh, I don't know, like two weeks and like, okay, there you go. That's your answer. You can't expect magic to happen. Yes, there are solutions where you can buy like followers, fake engagement, whatever, but there's no substitute for hard work. Um, so consistency is key. I would recommend as of today, as of the algorithm works today, to post around five times a week. So around five times, especially work days that 
perform better seems to be like the best sort of uh, schedule to work with the algorithm. So that's consistency. And the third one is do something a bit different. Don't follow the crowds, become a trendsetter and make those copycats come up for you. So mm -hmm. if everyone's doing X, if you tweak X a little bit, you're going to stand out. So I'll give you an example. My best performing content today by far is humor. So when I have those silly videos where I make a clown of myself, it, you know, people love it a lot more than those, you know, more uh, professional, insightful posts. So don't be afraid to, to do things a bit differently. I mean, imagine if someone produced a, a short LinkedIn movie, like how cool, what's a LinkedIn movie, right? So there is a lot of area uh, right now for creativity, especially with stories, by the way, the feature just got rolled out to many more countries. I mean, it's another amazing digital real estate that we should think, how do we do things differently? So this would be my, my three cents. Awesome. And regarding the content itself, wh which one do you think is more beneficial? Video, text, maybe throwing a poll once, once or twice over there, or what do you, what do you recommend? Okay. So reach wines, organic reach wise, it seems like as of today, again, the algorithm can change. As of today, uh, posts with documents like PDF, along with long text tends to overperform. Uh, I'm not sure why LinkedIn is pushing that more than any other medium, but that's how it is. It's based on a recent report um, that uh, some research company performed in October. In September, yeah, middle of October. But this is reach wise. I would say in order to build your personal brand, uh, mix different types of content. So video is by far um, the best uh, medium to actually build that sort of authenticity and build that connection beyond the screen. So yeah, it's great reading content, but when you actually see the person in front of you, I mean, this is biological. If we can see you, we can see your eyes, your, your tone, um, this will have more of an effect, even though reach-wise, I don't know why LinkedIn is kind of throttling video at the moment. It will probably change. I would say don't worry too much about what kind of content, just produce enough content. Don't overthink the execution and do include video if you can. If you're not extremely camera shy, video will be a game changer for you. Awesome. Those are some fantastic tips right there. Um, a, a, a little bit of personal questions to you. Is there any specific book that has influenced you throughout your journey? Throughout my journey on LinkedIn or just lately in general? general? As a professional, as a person, as a human being? Yeah, so um, I actually have more time to read now. So I've been kind of bookworming my rare run. So there's one specific author. His name is Daniel Priestley. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he is an entrepreneur. And today he leads a few business accelerators uh, for startups. And he wrote a book called Oversubscribed, uh, which outlines uh, a marketing strategy or even a sales strategy, we could think of that this way, that goes against uh, what 99% of companies do today. 
So he speaks about what most of us do, right? We're like in this open market and we're shouting, our products is the best, come buy from us, endless resources, whoever wants will get, you'll get a special discount. And then you have that 1% who has these are the luxury brands that say, you know what? Not everyone's my client. My client is A, B, and C. If you're not A, B, and C, I don't think we're, we're a match. So that sort of strategy, especially in the SaaS world, uh, is not so common. And he outlines success stories there that were just phenomenal. It made me kind of really think, rethink about marketing initiatives, strategies. Uh, so that was a great book. And I highly recommend it for anyone in sales, marketing, or any entrepreneur um, of any kind. Awesome. Awesome. I'll definitely try to read it. Um, so I really want to thank you for your time, uh, for taking the time for this. And I just, uh, want the audience to know how they can reach you and what's up next with you. What, what are your future plans going ahead? Yeah. So you guys can reach me on LinkedIn. Obviously it's Rosie Purr, um, TikTok as well. I'm quite active there. Instagram, Facebook, happy to connect anywhere. And what's next? I will be launching a video on demand course around content on LinkedIn that really goes deep into equipping uh, my students with tools to build an efficient content machine that doesn't consume too much of their time. And yeah, I'll keep you guys posted with that. And I do share a lot of free content, um, videos, whatever it is. So feel free to follow, feel free to drop me a hi. I'm always happy to, to connect with the interesting people. Awesome, Rosie. Thanks a lot and have an awesome day. Thanks so much, Amreen. This was a big pleasure.